Yes, good afternoon to everybody. Um, first, I want to talk about the stimulus packages and how we consistently do not fool one another because um, poverty is still rampant in the United States of America. Poverty is still the number one crime in the United States of America. And despite the statistics in reference to the coronavirus, more people more people die of starvation, our children, than any other disease in the world. What is the root of this? And how do you define poverty and what it does to the American people? I called around to the reasons that we serve yesterday and asked them about and asked them several different things. One of the things I asked them about is how is the school system helping those that live in these poverty-stricken areas in regards to getting proper learning tools to them and helping these kids to learn. And are these tools also available to the parents that for their own demise lack the literary and educational skills to help their children? This is a problem in America. This has been a problem before COVID came around, before any of these pandemics has happened. Pandemics have happened. And it's the subject matter here is poverty. Why is so many of our American citizens still living in poverty? Why do they lack the, the, the needs, the necessary benefits so they can get out of poverty? I'm not going to always put this on the government. I also put this on a personal preference. Do you want to see your kid, your family increase and do well and create a future for your children? Or are you a part of a, a cycle? One welfare recipient after another. From mother, daughter, to, gr to grandchild. Is this a pandemic? Is poverty a pandemic?
do we look at poverty as a pandemic in the United States? Do we look at the lack of educational resources in many of your underlying areas as well? You know, as I sit home and read and, and watch some of these commercials, the theme is that we all in this together. And I, for the most part, I believe what they're saying. But how is it that we are all in this together, but yet we have food insecurities, we have educational insecurities, we have all these things that are a pandemic in the United States. We have lack of health care for the most vulnerable citizens in this country. We have a lack of educational tools and needs for our K through 12. So what do we do? What do we, why are we saying we all in this together? Because it's a good thing. It's true. We're being fed this. What is it will change when the coronavirus is over? that we are all still in this together. The governors is declared in many, in many states across this country, social distancing and stay-at-home orders. And you find many of those that are not hearing to these orders are people with agendas that don't equate to we all in this together. So I say to you, why are we so encouraged today? One of the things that I can say that our healthcare workers are on the job. Many of the feeding programs are on the job. Many of the outlying industries and small businesses that can help are on the job. But I say to you that 
the stake for a generation of children who live in poverty is still nearly 12 million students across this U.S. United States of America that do not home do not have home internet access who will fail who will fall who will be behind in their learning capacities once we have reached some type of normalcy in the United States. This was a crisis then and this is a crisis now. Many school districts, especially those that serve vulnerable communities were financially strapped before the coronavirus. They faced inadequate supplies of textbooks, technologies, and far too many per, per teachers. So often students in these schools are already struggling they are. They have already been struggling before the coronavirus and the schools got shut down. Their parents were struggling trying to help them because they lack some of the literary skills and rely on their teachers and counselors and Programs such as youth development, programs such as SASE, programs such as Southern Cooperative, programs such as rural development. And often we rely on the help from corporations that have been always thinking about themselves. Wall Street for one hand. But then we go into another part of poverty. And we talk about food insecurities. One month of lack of food is a bad month. And can plunge your household into starving their children. We had layoffs before the coronavirus came about. Ford Motor Company, General Motors, was laying off almost 14,000 of their employees. But they got stimulus checks in 2009 and 2010. These layoffs continue to add fuel to the fire when it comes to educate, educating our children and food insecurities. 
families are forced to choose between buying food and paying bills. Working families across America face countless situations that can result in the food's insecurity and hunger. This is before COVID. Don't make any mistake. United States of America has been in an education and food pandemic for our underserved, for our disenfranchised, let's say for the people that are in poverty. That's why many working families, including thousands of households, don't qualify for federal nutrition assistance. It's organizations like Feeding America Network, food banks that help meet the needs of some of these families. Feeding America Network serves nearly every community in the United States helping more than 40 million people, including 12 million children and 7 million seniors. This is before COVID now. Food insecurities impacts everything in a family's life. No matter how it divides the country along racial lines, ethnicity, it definitely divides the country. Because CEOs from Pfizer, from Coca-Cola, from Allstate, Facebook, they tell you that they cannot provide funding to you because that window has closed. They will not help these grassroots organizations directly because the window has closed. U.S. government, whether it's Department of Education or USDA or EPA or Commerce Department, because that window has closed. Do we really have national leadership when it comes to food insecurities and education in the United States. Food insecurities can and have a wide impact depending on each individual circumstances. Serious health complications, especially people with facing hunger, who have faced hunger for a long period of time.
damage the child's ability to learn and to grow. We see that evidence from our juvenile system, from our kids that are in these gangs and back and forth in the criminal justice system. They're stealing. They're robbing. They're doing things that they should not be doing. But half the time, they're just trying to feed themselves, feed their mother, give their little brother, little sister something. Did I say it damages the, a child's ability to learn and to grow? We see this evident throughout the United States. And I have personally traveled with numerous volunteers and numerous government officials to show that poverty in is a pandemic all in its own. It kills the human soul. It destroys parents when they can't provide for their children. It destroys them inside. It makes them feel useless and sorrowful. Some parents are doing a great job working three, four jobs, but their children are being neglected. Some have the will and some don't. The stress that it puts on a household while they wrestle with instabilities and unpredictability. What are we going to do about these things? There's more than eight, 38 million people living in poverty in America. In 2019, most families living in poverty in America own less than $25,000 per year. And that's with two to three people in the household. More than 37 million people struggle with hunger in the United States, including more than 11 million children. What do we do? Children are more likely to face food insecurity than any other group in the United States. Poverty. More than 56% of food insecurities households to participate in at least one major federal food assistance program. Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which is SNAP. The National School Lunch Program. 
in the WIC program. But a lot of these programs do not reach and cannot reach our children during the coronavirus. I have reached out to, to the DYN Food Network to see if they could coordinate a effort with lunch, with food trucks across this nation to feed our underserved population. It got no traction. But I still think that we need to stop thinking that we are doing the right thing and go into some of these networks, go into some of these communities and find out what is the right thing. We have a 2020 election for several different offices in the United States. One is for president. Some are for council presidents and senators and congressional members of all. And we need a platform that deals with poverty. Not this middle class, because, come on. Most people are middle class, they want check before becoming in, becoming living in poverty. We have to do better. And we should have been doing better in 2020. We should have not seen this pandemic, virus pandemic, that is killing thousands and thousands of people in the United States. But how many in the United States will go hungry and how many kids will still be dying not of COVID but of hunger? How many do we, how many will we see? The topic has always been for the last three months, this COVID virus that we need to tackle. And yes, we need to tackle it. But we also need to tackle poverty in the United States. Poverty that is driven by greed, by the lack of, by people just thinking it's all right to starve a child. We shouldn't be starving our own children. And we need to do better. We need to do better for the black, brown, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody that's in poverty, everybody that has seen this epidemic in their household. Many, many parents are not thinking about so much about the COVID, but they're thinking about how are they going to feed their children? How? How 
how are they going to feed their children even now? So I ask you, think about what I say. Think about how poverty is the driving factor that is killing more children, more families than COVID will ever do. In my lifetime, I've been watching commercials about feed the hungry. Feed the hungry. And we've been, we have not caught up. We have not changed this narrative. And we have not had a hunger, homeless, educational pandemic in this United States of America. I think it's about time that we think about this, that we have one, that we have not continue having conversation about it, that we actually do something that destroys these 12 million students in the United States without internet access who are falling behind anyway. Places in Louisville, Mississippi, Crawford, Mississippi, Little Rock, Arkansas, Texarkana, Texas, Brownsville, Texas, these places and more across the United States that don't have internet access, food securities are a problem, and we can do better. I know we can. Continue to stay safe, social distancing, and please make comments because poverty is the killer.